Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Harlow White Healing Stream, the official podcast of Pastor Harlow White and the Harlow White Ministries Outreach Church. Thank you so much for subscribing and supporting this podcast. This podcast platform is the unveiling of the archived library of messages that God the Father revealed to Pastor Harlow White in the 1980s. New messages are released every Monday morning, so make sure you are subscribed to receive these new messages every week. This podcast series is available on all your favorite podcast providers and also on the web at HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. Stand with Pastor Harlow White here at the Harlow White Healing Stream by giving a donation to help support this ministry. Your continued support helps ensure that these messages can reach the many people around the world seeking the kingdom message given to Pastor Harlow White. You can visit the HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com website to make a secure donation. Ask God the Father to direct you on what he will have you give today. You can also write to Pastor Harlow White at the Harlow White Healing Stream website. Please write to Pastor Harlow White and let him know about your prayer requests and testimonies of victory. Visit the HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com homepage to write to Pastor Harlow White today. This week on the Harlow White Healing Stream, we conclude the message, What Agreement Has God's Temple with Idols? Part 2. A very powerful message that Pastor Harlow White originally delivered on October 20th of 1984. We're going to hear from Pastor Harlow White before we dive into the conclusion of this powerful message. Welcome to the Harlow White Healing Stream broadcast. I'm Pastor Harlow White. God ordained my life to be a prophet to people of every nation. God has given me a message that will bring salvation, joy, healing, and prosperity to your life. Powers of evil spirits and curses can be broken from your life as I minister this message today. This message is going to every nation on the earth from 72 satellites. Let faith rise up in your heart as I give you this message. Be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. As you feel God doing a miracle in you today, I want to hear from you. Visit my website, HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. That's H-A-R-L-O-W-H-I-T-E, HarlowWhiteHealingStream.com. Give me your testimony of what God has done for you through the message I have delivered to you today. I want you to pray about making a donation on my donation page, or you can write to me. That's Pastor Harlow, H-A-R-L-O, White, W-H-I-T-E. Pastor Harlow White, Post Office Box 4695. Post Office Box 4695. Write that down. 
Chicago, Illinois, 60680. Get ready to receive what God has for you today. And now go with me into today's message. And brought myself to the place where I could have the ultimate blessings. But what if God wanted to take it away from you like he had from me? Because I got to the place a lot of times where I was being fairly blessed. Then God took it all away from me. Took me back to the bottom. That happened several times. In fact, I've told you before, I think, that it happened to me until I learned to quit complaining what he said he was going to do it. What he said he was going to do it. Every time he said, I'm going to take you to the bottom, I said, oh my God, please, no. He said, see, you need to go because you haven't learned to praise me yet. <laughs> Woo, glory. Said, you haven't learned to praise me? You need to go. A few times like that, and when he says you're going to the bottom, you say, Wonderful. Whatever you say. Woo, glory. Things. It can be riches. It can be fame. It can be education. Can be any form of material goods becoming predominant in your life. You see, that cannot be the motivating factor. That's why Jesus continually taught us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all of these other things will be added unto you. And I had to minister this message prior to what I'm going to minister tomorrow. Because I'm ministering tomorrow on the God of multiplication. Hallelujah. We need, we need to know how to approach the blessing. And the idols have got to be cleaned out of the temple before we can be blessed. Isn't it true? Hallelujah. Some of us are still holding on. Now the word beast. Abominable beast. The word beast, to be mute, means in the old language, dumb, unable to speak. What does he say? All of these things in the temple of God had absolutely no power. To speak revelation truth to you. They can't talk to you. Some of you people are holding on to things in the temple of God that cannot in any way, fashion or form, ever give you any revelation truth. It cannot talk to you. You're holding on to something that's dead. How many is hearing me? You're holding on to things that are dead. They're dead. They're gone. They'll never speak to you. That's why you're miserable. You can't tell us it was something that's dead. Woo, glory. Give it up. Let the temple of God be cleansed. Clean out these idols. Everybody's aware of the fact that there are people who are beasts.
I'm almost persuaded to say something. I, I said, there are people who are beasts. And I'm not going to use this within the scope of the fact that they are mutes. They're just plain dumb. They're mentally deranged by their own selfish thinking. Some of you are holding on to these people. They can't speak revelation truth to you. Clean out the idols. Look at what he says in verse 10. We're still defining every part of this verse. So I went in and saw and behold every form of creeping things, that's demonic powers, and abominable beasts or things, riches, fame, education, material goods, becoming predominant, and abominable beasts, things that can never speak revelation truth to you, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. Now how about that? Idols. I want to define the word idols. Define in the Hebrew properly a log as round. An idol. Indicating something that you literally carve a, an idol out of. A log. How many is aware of the fact that logs are the people? Logs are the people who become your idols. And these logs are the material of God's temple. How many see what I'm saying? Logs are supposed to be the timbers of God's temple. And yet, a lot of people carve idols out of the very thing that is supposed to be used for God's temple. It simply means that these are the people that you bow down to. That's why I refuse to bow. You hear me? If I bowed, I wouldn't be here preaching what I'm preaching. I would have been totally out of it. Long ago, if I would have bowed, I refused to bow to anybody or anything or any situation. I refused to do it. Because if you bow, you can never have preeminence. How I many know to have total authority? You cannot bow down to these situations. He says here in verse 10, And all the idols... Of the house of Israel. The idols of the house of Israel. Let me name just a few. Baal. You know what that is? Flesh worship. Baal. The calf. Was one of the gods of Israel. Or idols of Israel. The calf. What is that? Religious worship. The sun was one of the idols of Israel, simply denoting false power 
How many is aware of the fact that false power can become an idol? Some people get literally turned on to something they don't even possess. Are you still there? False power. Constellations were one of the idols of Israel. Simply denoting people. People become idols. God is giving us a symbolic statement. One of the gods or idols of Israel was Molech. Molech is the god that the children of Israel caused their children to be sacrificed to. By fire, they would burn their own children to the god Molech. What does it mean? False sacrifice. There's a lot of people that want to make a sacrifice, but it's actually false. It's only a sacrifice that they have rationalized in their own mind that they can make. That's not a sacrifice. Heaven is aware of the fact that a sacrifice is something that you can't even figure out yourself how you're going to do it. Come on and help me here. Some of you think that you're sacrificing just because you give $5 in the offering or 20 and you can get into a pattern and your pattern can become that which you have already figured into your budget. And you think you're sacrificing. You're not sacrificing just because you have a system of giving. Getting quiet in this house. And I know why, too, because some of you are not sacrificing when God tells you to. A sacrifice is when the Father tells you to do something that you yourself cannot even see how it is possible for you to do it. Hallelujah. Smile. You might as well smile. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm after your pocketbook tonight. No, I'm not. But God may be. Somebody said, oh, please, let me out now. I know some of you are afraid to yield to God. Because when you yield, it costs you $100. When you yield, it may cost you $20. Why? Because any time you yield to God, He may ask you for something that you don't feel you have to give. Now what is Molech? False sacrifice. This is what God is saying. They sacrifice the children. How many is aware of the fact that that was a false sacrifice? It wasn't a sacrifice unto God. God said that all of the idols of Israel were on the inside of this temple. Now let's go back over them again. What is the temple? You are. And I just briefly named some of the gods of Israel or the idols of Israel. Baal, flesh worship. Calf, religious worship. Sun, false power. Constellations, people that you worship. Molech. False sacrifices. These are idols in the temple. 
in case you're wondering where they stem from, they stem from the image of jealousy. I mean, is aware of the fact that if you listen to what preachers have to say, they will have you in bondage to people. Now, all you have to do is just listen to some of these preachers teaching total submission of wives to ungodly husbands. And if you listen to that kind of junk, they're going to have you in bondage to people. Now, all of these things basically stem from religion or religious teaching. How many is listening to it? False power, being in bondage to people, flesh worship. They teach that when they teach you to look for Jesus' flesh in the sky. And you know what caused this? The teaching of the church system to look for Jesus and his flesh in the sky. Open the door for this thing. Flesh worship. Not only that, flesh worship, you can love your own flesh more than you love God's kingdom. How many is listening to me? Seek to please your own flesh more than his kingdom. Now we're going to go back to verse 10 because I want to finish what he says here. In, then we're going on into verse 11. In verse 10... Let's read it again. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things, and abominable beasts, and all the idols of Israel, portrayed upon the wall round about. Where were they? On the walls. Where is it? On the inside of you. Inside these walls right here. It's where the idols are. The portrayed on the very inside of you. Verse 11. And there stood before them 70 men of the ancients of the house of Israel. And in the midst of them stood Jezaniah. That's the way you say it. There stood before them seventy men of the ancients of the house of Israel. And in the midst of them stood Yah-Azaniah. Yah-Azaniah. Here's the definition of that name. And he was a ruler after Judah was carried to Babylon. And here's the definition heard of Yah by the hearing of the ear. Heard of Yah. Or I've heard of Yatha. I heard of him. Now that's the problem with some of us here. We've heard of him. We don't know him yet. Can I get some help? We heard about Yahweh, but we don't really know him. We've got too many idols polluting this temple. And Yahweh is not going to hang around the temple that is polluted 
with idols and live there continually. How many is understanding? He may come, come by once in a while and visit you. Like I have told you before, this is the very thing that causes much of the sickness in the systems of Babylon. People get into a framework of worship where God has to visit them. But because they will not do what he says, he has to leave, leaving behind the invasion of sicknesses simply because when you refuse to obey, the door to sickness is left wide open. How many is hearing me? Let me go on now. Listen to what he says. And the definition of it is heard of Yah. They had heard the message, but allowed themselves to become entangled with idols. And remember what they're doing? Look at them again. Verse 11. There stood before them seventy men of the ancients of the house of Israel, and in the midst of them stood Yaezaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand. And a thick cloud of incense went up. Who are these people? The ones that are supposed to be carrying the prayers of the saints. But these are the very ones that he says in verse 12. You'll see what he says about them. Then said he unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients or the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imaginary. Now, what is God saying when he says, have you seen what they do in the dark? He's talking about in their minds. In the darkness of the mind. He said, have you seen what's going on here? What these people are thinking? How many is understanding that this is where the whole problem is? In the temple of God. God is saying, Ezekiel, have you seen what these people are doing in the darkness of their mind? In their thinking department. Let's see it. Have you seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chamber of his imagery. The imagery is a figure carved on anything. Figures in the mind. How many see it? Some of you still see in your own mind people that loved you years ago. Get those carvings out of that temple. Some of you are still seeing how you were blessed at one time here or blessed at one time there and now you're wondering what you're doing here. Get these carvings out of your mind. Get them out of the temple. Let me tell you what you're doing here. God is trying to move you on into something greater than you've ever known. But you can't move on into it because the temple is polluted with idols. There's carvings all over this mind. How many is hearing me? These are idols. 
Have you seen what the ancients are doing in the imagery of the minds? A figure carved on anything, it's the imagination, it's the conceit. Conceit in themselves rather than in the Ilyan Yava. These are the idols that pollute the temple. Let's go on to verse 13. We're almost finished. He said also unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than they do. Verse 14. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, there sat women, churches, that's what it is, weeping for Tammuz. Who is it? It was in those ancient times a Greek or a Phoenician deity. It was an idol. What is he saying? Churches weeping over something which God has taken away and they're still trying to hold on to it. And some of you sitting and you will weep over something that God has taken out of your life. And if he's taken something out of your life, don't sit and cry over it. Be happy. Hallelujah. I said be happy. Come on and help me praise the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. When some people found out some things that God was doing in my life, Started into their sympathetic, oh, God bless you, brother. Oh. That's all I could do to keep them laughing. They didn't know how happy I was. Come on and help me praise the Lord. Oh, Brother White, we pray, oh, God. I'm happy. Somebody said, why? Simply because when God takes something, I have to be happy about it. Come on and help me praise the Lord. I got to be happy. I can't sit and weep over Tammuz. But let these idols carve themselves. Woo! I hope my next one is not named Tammuz. Lord have mercy. I can't sit and weep. Neither can you. If you do it, you know what you're doing? You're weeping over something that God has tried to take out of your life. And he's trying to clean out the temple. Come on and help me here. Clap your hands and praise Let's go down here in verse 15. Woo! Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. Now verse 16. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house. And behold, at the door of the temple... 
of the Lord between the porch and the altar were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east. And they worshiped the sun toward the east. Now, what does this denote? Simply denotes that these people were failing. And he says about 25 men, so you understand what it's indicating. It is indicating that the eldership had got out of the control of the authority of God and had gotten involved with the system of men, which are always involved in numbers. That's why the churches you go to have that little number board hanging over there. Tells you how many people were in Sunday school. I never put one of those things up in any place that I ever pastored. It's an abomination to try to judge the strength of God's army by 75 people on the wall. Come on and clap your hands and help me praise the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah! Now listen to what he says. Verse 16, And he brought me into the inner court of the, of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worship the sun toward the east. Simply means that they are failing to know where the temple is. They don't even know where the temple is. They're looking towards something else. They're looking for objects rather than creative power. You can't find creative power looking for objects. Come on and help me praise the Lord. You can't find creative power by looking for something outside. The place you find creative power, honey, is on the inside of the temple. You'll never find this power by turning your back to the temple. Come on and help me. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. They were looking at the objects of the sun rather than the creative power of the sun. Come on and clap your hands and praise the Lord with me. Woo, hallelujah. We're going to read one more verse here. Ezekiel chapter 11. And I'll be finished here. Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 22. Unless you begin to recognize these things and understand what the message is aimed at. And that is us as the temple of God giving up the idols. That are portrayed all over the walls on the inside of this temple. The thing that's created it is the work of a serpent. And if you don't understand that you have to give up those things that God is through with, when He's using them, praise God, when He's through, they're idols. That's why you hear a lot of people say, oh my God, I just worship the ground they walk on. Some of them are still saying it 20 years later. If they're not already under the ground. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 22. 
Then did the cherubims lift up their wings and the wheels beside them, and the glory of the God of Israel was over them above, and the glory of the Lord went up from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain which was on the east side of the city. Afterwards the Spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea to them of the captivity. In other words, he is simply saying that the glory of God goes wherever the elect are. How many sharing it? That's where the glory goes. The glory of God could not stay in the temple because the temple was polluted. Hallelujah. Had to be where the elect of God was. Now understand it that these idols are the things that cause the glory of God to depart from you. The only way that you can hold on to the glory and the power of God is by not allowing anything that God is through with in your life to become an idol to you. Don't hold on to it. Give it up. God has taken some of the things and people from some of you and you're still weeping, just like these women weeping over Tammuz. You're still crying about it. Somebody said, but you don't know what I lost. You lost exactly what God wanted you to lose. Somebody said, how is that possible? Oh, there's plenty of people. They can tell you that because you didn't do what they wanted you to do, that you will never be blessed. They'll tell that to you. You'll never be blessed. And that thing can stick in this very temple right here and become a ver an idol which becomes a stumbling block and the very thing that hinders the blessing. Throw it out. Clean out the temple. Come on and help me praise the Lord. Some of these people will put a curse on you. Huh? They try to put a curse on you. I've had a lot of them try to put curses on me. Say, so you going down. I had some of them say it to me in that tone of voice. You're going down. I said, watch me go. <laughs> Baby. Woo, come on and clap your hands. Hallelujah. Clean out the temple. Now this is not judgmental or malicious. Just simply taking authority in your own life. That's all you have to do. These people are already gone, baby. You can't hurt them by throwing them out. Hallelujah. They're already gone. The only place they still are is in your own temple. They're living in your mind. They're carved on the imaginary. How many understand it? In the imagination department. They're in your mind. And you've got to cleanse this temple and get these idols out and get everything out of this temple that offends you so you can begin to shine like the brightness of the noonday sun in the kingdom of the Father. Come on and help me praise God for this. Hallelujah. Stand with me all across the congregation. Come on and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Cleanse out the temple. Woo! Now do you understand why Jesus drove out the thieves 
Do you see it? These are the very people that are robbing you of your blessing. They're robbing you. And God said for me to preach this message prior to the one I'm going to be preaching tomorrow on the God of multiplication. Woo, hallelujah. God is not wanting to multiply your sorrows. Said the blessing of the Lord, it maketh what? Rich. And he addeth what? No sorrow with it. Come on and help me praise the Lord. God wants you to be rich and happy. Oh, glory. Most of us are just poor and miserable. <laughs> Woo, glory. God's people just been poor and miserable. God wants you rich and happy. Doesn't he? Rich and happy. Turn around to somebody and say, I will be rich and happy. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and help me praise the Lord. Clean these idols out of the temple. Get these carvings out of your mind. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift your hands, everybody. And let's praise him. I'm pastor and prophet of God, Harlow White, here today. I pray you were blessed with today's message. And now let's pray and believe God for a miracle. Heavenly Father, I bring every person that has listened to the message that you gave to me today. I pray for them, and I send the power of your word out to each one of these people. And you said that you sent your word and healed and delivered from all destruction. Heavenly Father, I send out the power of your anointing. Let the bondages of Satan be broken. Let the powers of evil spirits be broken asunder. Let every heart, soul, mind, spirit, and physical body be delivered from the powers of the enemy. Right now, bring victory into the life of every person, and I command the miracles to be done right now through the healing virtue of the healing stream of the divine virtue and the anointing of God. Let every person be blessed in their mind. Let every person be blessed mentally. Let every person be blessed spiritually. Let every person be blessed domestically. Let every person be blessed physically. Let every person be blessed financially. I speak the word of victory to them today, and I command a miracle to be done in their life. Praise God. Go ahead and praise God for your victory, because I feel a great anointing flowing right now. I want you to visit my website, Harlow White, that's H-A-R-L-O, Harlow White, W-H-I-T-E, HealingStream.com. Tell me if you were blessed by God's message today. Tell me what God did for you. 
And while you're there, visit my donation page and pray about giving a special offering to help me stay on this broadcast. I want to say thank you to everyone that will help me financially to stay on this radio broadcast. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I want you to tell your family and friends to listen. A new message will be on this broadcast every week. And don't forget, you can tune in to this broadcast anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And God bless you and take your miracle and take your blessing today. I'll be looking forward to you tuning in next time. I send God's love to you today.